Good morning, Palmetto Shores, and welcome back to our small group resources. Today we're looking at Daniel chapter 5. The sermon text is the 88th Psalm. Obviously, we looked uh, last week at chapter 4 where Daniel correctly interprets another of King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams, which did not turn out so well for the king. Uh, then, as we turn our attention to our text for today, chapter 5, we really need to discuss the timeline in Daniel. You know, the chapters are not in chronological order. The chronological order of Daniel would be chapters 1 through 4, then chapter 7, followed by 8, then 5, then 9, followed by chapter 6, and finally ending with 10, 11, and 12. Did you get all that? <laughs> uh, let's set the context then now. The timeline that I'm going to mention is not exact or perfect, but I uh, believe it's very close. First, Daniel and his three friends were taken to Babylon into captivity around 605 BC, so they were likely 16, 17 years old. Three years later, approximately, Daniel interprets the king's first dream in chapter 2. Then King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian army, we know they destroyed the temple in 586 BC. This is possibly or close to the time of the events that occurred in chapter 3, the fiery furnace. There's 20 to 30 years go, that go by in our narrative went from chapter 3 to chapter 4. And it is believed that Belshazzar's feast, which we're going to look at today in chapter 5, occurred in 539 B.C. Daniel would have been close to 80 years old at this time. And this is the end of the Babylonian kingdom and the beginning of the, the Mede and Persian Empire. As we begin looking at chapter 5, one thing we should notice is the first two words in verse 1. What are they? King Belshazzar, not King Nebuchadnezzar. So we do have a new Babylonian king, and we're easily 20 to 25 years after that King Nebuchadnezzar's madness and restoration. So let's get to the story. Follow with me, with me as I read verses 1 through 4. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king, his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods, little g, gods of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. You know, that word father could be substituted by the word predecessor. It's, it's not believed that the king was actually Nebuchadnezzar's biological son. And what's going on in this story thus far? Well, it's quite the party. Uh, the wine is flowing. It's being poured freely. The feasting is at a colossal scale. And they're drinking from the vessels of the one true God's temple and then toasting their false little gods, little g-gods, with the God of Israel's vessels. Listen to what happens next in verses 5 and 6. Immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color changed, and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way, and his knees knocked together. Are you surprised that the king basically fainted almost? Wouldn't you? 
try to imagine the scene, a hand or just fingers appearing and writing a mysterious message on the wall. Well, the king calls in the same old group of enchanters to interpret, and of course they can't. So who comes in to interpret the message? You got it, Daniel. You know, Daniel rebukes the king. I'm not going to read the whole passage, but he really rebukes the king, telling him that he did not learn from his predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, and he did not remember uh, what the one true God did and who the one true God is. I'll pick up in verse 20. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened so that he dealt proudly, he was brought down from his kingly throne. This is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. And his glory was taken from him. He was driven from among the children of mankind, and his mind was made like that of a beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. He was fed grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven until he knew that the Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind and sets over it whom he will. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, but you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven, and the vessels of his house have been brought in before you, and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines, have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know. But the God in whose hand is your breath, and whose all are all your ways you have not honored. Daniel, at this point in his life, was not scared. Let's face it, he was never scared uh, from day one. What an amazing man Daniel was, uh, gifted, empowered by God uh, to stand up to this evil king and he ends up getting rewarded for this interpretation, which he always did or always does. You know, we're so fortunate to have God's written word to learn from. Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. We must learn from those that came before us, from their mistakes and their accomplishments. Most of us, excuse me, most of all, we must learn the way of our great shepherd, Jesus Christ, and follow his example by the power of the Holy Spirit. First, by exercising faith in his finished work. Faith that we get from him. Faith in his finished work on the cross to receive forgiveness and salvation. Then, follow his example the rest of our lives of loving God and others. Let's wrap up with the interpretation of the writing on the wall. And this is the writing that was inscribed. Mene, Mene, Tekel. And Parson, this is the interpretation of the matter. Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. That very night, Belshazzar the Chaldean king was killed, and Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Now you know where the idiom the writing is on the wall, comes from. That's right, comes from this passage. Over and over in Scripture, we learn that God opposes the proud. We must first submit our lives or humble ourselves to our Creator and Savior, King Jesus, then live a life of obedience and humility, glorifying Him until He calls us home. Join me in this magnificent journey 
talk to you next time.